You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, World Cup edition. I'm Chris and I'm the host. Uh, as you know, I'm not the regular host of the Scottish Football Forums podcast, but uh, we're changing it up for this World Cup edition, so... Here I am, and I'm joined tonight by John, and of course, I'm also joined by the owner of the Scottish Football Forums, Craig. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. That no, sounds had... very professional, by the <laughs> way. Thank that, that was far better than Craig's intros that he does. Right. Still healthy now. <laughs> I had to mute my, my microphone because I was laughing so much, because I'd been looking forward to how you were going to introduce it, Chris, because it's, it's quite tough thinking of something original. And you did go for the hello and welcome ah, to I said, it wouldn't be the same about it. I thought I'd in the World Cup edition, though. I like it. I like it. Aye, Chris, you've been promoted. There's no, no pay rise, though. I know. I'm just hosting for now. We'll be back to normal for the when the season starts up again. But, uh, unfortunately, there's no uh, Scotland to talk about. Although I'm sure we'll be able to show on the man a few times as the podcast c- continues. Awesome. Certainly. Uh, yeah. we, we do have the agenda. I've got a low. I can take that off now. Oh, you've got to yeah. have a low. I've, I've taught you well. <laughs> uh, I think we're going to talk about some uh, World Cup memories before we go into the, the, the World Cup that's now just less than two days away, as we're recording on June the 10th, which uh, was apparently 16 years to the day since Scotland opened the World Cup against Brazil. So maybe we can kick off with memories. Oh, I, uh, that was one of the th- things I wanted to mention, was uh, I remember uh, rushing home from school uh, a nice sunny day going home to watch Scotland play Brazil and along with the, the rest of the nation I'm getting a bit ahead of myself thinking look they're much better than us but can we beat them can we beat them on in the opening game and well obviously it didn't happen but it, there were chances in that game where I thought it could have happened see when John Collins scored the, the penalty well, we all, so maybe just maybe uh, we, we all believe in Collins but that away but uh, that, did it not take forever to take that penalty as well though I seem to remember they did. Yep, yep. Oh, it just didn't. It was cruel the way the way they they came back to to win as well. It's just it's no fair. No, it was what it was like a, a save off of Jim Leighton's chest or something that rebounded off Tom Boyd and headed back into the goal. Aye, and Tom Boyd was just lucky he was born in Scotland and not Colombia. Aye, well, aye, of course, because uh, four years earlier there was a the own goal for the Colombia. Was it against America actually? The hosts. Ah, yeah. yeah. Old Escobar. Escobar. And he was unfortunately uh, shot dead later on that year. Yeah. My memory of 98 is the Brazil game. That was the first World Cup game I'd, I'd been old enough to drink in the pub, go to the pub and watch it. There was a cracking atmosphere. Like, see that way when we, we scored the penalty, you're like, we've just scored against Brazil in the World Cup. Yeah, wait a minute, we yeah. could maybe get a wee result here. But that, that, that whole tournament was just full of hope. And then just dramatic failure at the end. Because uh, even so that, I was still at school. Uh, yeah, I think I, I've just finished school that summer, so I was uh, I, yeah. I'd done my last exams and because we were into June, I had no school to go to, so I was just chilling, waiting to go to university. So I, rem- I, I remember went before that Brazil game, running about trying to find a new Scotland top so I could wear it as we were taking the to the stage opening a World Cup. I remember being quite proud of the fact we were opening a World Cup as well. All eyes were on Scotland. Yep, yep. Ah, it was. Uh, when did it change? 
who opened the World Cup? Um, because obviously Brazil weren't the hosts. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty fans. sure back in what, the 60s or something along those lines, it used to be the hosts who opened the World Cup, I think. But more recently, it was the holders were opening the World Cup. So Brazil having won it in 94, were the team that opened it for France in 98. But uh, when they did away with the hosts automatically qualifying, they went back. Sorry, when they did away with the, the holders automatically qualifying, they went back to the hosts opening it, which is why Brazil are opening this one. Aye, the host is better, I, I think. think. so. It gets the, the home crowd going as well. Aye, definitely. Uh, but see, in terms of 98 tournament as well, you've got memories of Craig Burley scoring against Norway. Uh, the last goal uh, scored by a Scotsman at a, a major tournament. Uh, and then he got sent off. He, did, he got sent off against Morocco, yeah. Do you remember the bleach blonde head he had, though? Because after he scored that goal and then got his hair, hair dyed. Well, that tournament was all about the bleach blonde, because Romania... So the, Romania. Yeah, the, the entire Aye, team Romania done it team. when they made the second round, yeah. yeah. It was brilliant. Oh, it was, no, it wasn't. Back then it was called a Gaza, though, aye. wasn't it? Aye, it was, aye, because that was after, not long after the Euro 96, when Gaza had the bleach blonde, bleach, bleach blonde hair. Aye, that was a common hairdo at my school. Uh, Gaza. Thankfully, I don't I really get that it. nowadays, no. do you? Like, a, a hairstyle named after a footballer. Maybe maybe he did back in the Beckham days. I can't remember it as significantly as uh, uh, the Gaza. What is it now, Ryan McGivern? <laughs> He's oh, the only guy I can think of who's still got that bleach blonde look. Aye, but I think this World Cup could be the World Cup of the beard. Beard, like, you know how beards are like popular oh, just now? I've had, yeah. I've, had, I've had a beard for years. It's all these trick people that have seen it in a magazine and think, oh, having a beard, that, that's a cool yeah, thing to do. Course. But I think this, this World Cup is going to be the World Cup of the beard. I hope I hope there's maybe a team that all they all grow a beard. See who grows the best beard. <laughs> I think I know who's going to win, though. Tim Howard. Aye. Tim Howard's beard oh, and aye. hair combinations a really good one. I like a long beard with no hair. Aye, the Americans, but aye, that would be good. That would be something I'd like to see this tournament. Apart from good football, obviously. What's he good aye. football? But in the in the ninety eight World Cup, I wanted to mention uh, the Nielsen as a player that that really stood out for me uh, in the build up as well. Uh, back in in the day when I used to play Championship Manager. He was a player that stood out and looking forward to the World Cup and he was just a, a brilliantly flamboyant player with his stepovers that he, he'd done in that World Cup where it was uh, maybe four or five in a row and it's interesting to see the demise of him really. Uh, well, that sounds a bit serious. The decline, I'll say. <laughs> He's still alive. That's, that was a bit harsh. Aye, the decline of him really, I looked up his career and he kind of went off the radar a bit, and apparently he had spells in Vietnam and Greece and failed a trial at Bolton. Uh, which, he never really uh, came to anything. I, 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 I don't remember him doing all that much at the World Cup either. I don't remember. Just remember his skills. He was a step over guy, but he never did anything with it. Aye. He picked the wrong club to go to. Like, see when he left, he left Brazil and ended up going to Real Betis. Yeah. Yes. Why were you going to Real Betis for? No offence to any Real Betis listeners, you know. Because uh, I know we've got a lot of people that listen from there, but it was a weird. It was just a weird club for him to pick. He probably could have had his pick his clubs, and he went there. Twenty-one million, and back then oh, that was a lot of money. I think <laughs> it, I think at the same time, Real Betis, mind you, had Joaquin playing. I think he was just coming through, so they had Joaquin and they had Danielson in the wings. Thinking, oh, that's pretty good, but aye. Oh, Joaquin, <laughs> Joaquin, aye. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of, I know, I was kind of, you know, that way. I was, I was saying it to myself. I was thinking, I've no pronounce that right, but aye. That will happen again, John. Don't, don't worry. Oh, I'll probably happen with a few podcast. names. Aye. Oh, aye. <sighs> Looking forward. I'm just going to say him for Chile, that kind of thing. 
rather than saying their name. So what's your first one? Can't use remember. Mine's just eighty six. Ooh, you're going back further than I can. Aye, so I'm a oh, wee, I'm no. thirty thirty five. Um, so my first memory was getting there was a wee book that came. It was a wee red book, not like the big, the big massive books you get now. with kind of full World Cup guide. It was just a wee book. Had even I was, I was, was just like, no, no, it was like it was it was bigger. I was like a, a wee a wee kind of hardback, and it had it must have been about I don't know sixty pages or so. It told you about history about the World Cup, mm-hmm. previous winners, blah blah blah, and then. I'm sure pretty early on in the thing there was a picture of Maradona and I just seen I like to look at the strip, the blue and white stripes, I thought it looked quite good. And then there was a bit in the back and it was like make your prediction for who'll win the World Cup and I, I didn't know anything about football really at that point. I think I'd only seen a few games of football on the T V. But I thought, right, that team they looked good. I so put Argentina to win it. And then ended up to win it. And I used to get my, my mum probably she probably was doing her head in, but I used to get her to write down the teams that were playing. So I like to know who was playing. Mm-hmm. I still like, I still I did that for years. So I would like get her to write down the two teams and the goal scorers and all that. Quite into my stats back then. Still like stats now and again. Um, and I argued, Maradona was just brilliant. As a wee guy, like watching football. I mean, everyone might be Maradona at that age. Just such a good player. I think, I think it's just the kind of thing you do when you're that age, Joe, because like, Italian 90s is the first one I remember. And I, I, I remember going out in the park every day just about afterwards and being scalacci. Aye, total scalacci, aye. I used to have arguments about who would get to go oh, players like that. Aye, yeah. it, was, it was the same. <laughs> See, I can't remember Italian 90. I can remember uh, playing Subutio with the Italian 90 Nets. Oh, Subutio. I can't remember the actual t- tournament. So, 94 was really the one that, that got me, and, well, just off the top of my head, one thing that, that jumps out to me is Diana Ross missing the, the penalty and the, uh, uh, the, the opening ceremony. It was a ceremony. sign of things to come, obviously, because that's how the World Cup was designed. It was a missed penalty at pretty much the same end, I think. Was it the same stadium? I think it might have been. Not sure. Not sure. But I, uh, I, I really enjoyed that tournament. I, uh, I suppose the heat was a, a big factor. In that tournament, we'll probably see that again in Brazil. C94, I was good about as well because I remember Sweden doing really well. And I'd bought a Sweden top before a tournament because I used to love Thomas Brolin as a player. Thought he was a brilliant player. And then he's another one, there's another one that kind of started off as a great player and ends up at Crystal Palace. I think he finished, like he was playing at Crystal Palace and then I get one point went back to Sweden to play as a goalkeeper. Bad, nice. Aye, bad, my Sweden top. And that was a tournament point at Henrik Larsson. Can I came about yeah, as well? He, 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 he scored in the third place match. And I'm actually um, annoyed I don't remember that because you'd think a wee Swedish guy with dreadlocks would have stuck it with a sore thumb and might have stuck in my memory uh, three years later when we signed him. <laughs> uh, but aye, Sweden did well in that World Cup. I think 94 as well went was Bulgaria. Yes. I think did aye. well. Do you know the Germans? They don't the Germans? Bald, the guy. Aye, they did, aye. They were a really good side and then... They had a, a wee bit of a, a golden era. Uh, uh, Stoichkov. Aye, and Kostadinov. As well, Lechkov. They even had, I don't know whether Kiriakov and Svetanov played in that tournament, but they both ended up in Aber- Aberdeen and didn't certainly look like they were World Cup players, they more like they were pop team players. My, my favourite start for the 84 World Cup was the fact that Oleg Solenko was top scorer. Despite the fact that he sent out in the group stages, it's because he got five in one game. <laughs> Aye, against Cameroon. <laughs> Aye. And it was an, I remember watching about that final, it was the worst final ever. I don't think there's been a worst no. final. I've seen no, was the only the only one that comes close is 1990 when it was uh, uh, Argentina, Argentina and Germany. It was just a dour game. It was one with a penalty. Yeah. Aye. Um, but 
know, since uh, I go to Tina Park every year, and I've been every year since probably, I've camped every year since maybe 2000. I've not seen a World Cup final since 98. <laughs> I've, seen it, I've seen it replayed, but I've never seen it so live. So was that weekend? Yeah. It's, it's always the Tina Park weekend. When I used to go, I missed the finals. i seen the last tournament. I watched the final in Sydney. That's a point. That was a pretty poor tournament, or a poor final. For, the tournament was all right in South Africa, but the final was just... Howard Webb ruined it. See if he'd sent off... Who was it that had that Kung Fu kick? See if, the, the Dutch, oh, see if he'd sent him Dior. off, ideal. Was it Dior, if, he, if he'd sent him off, I reckon that would have been a better final. But after that, they just it was, it was like 14 bookings or something in that final. And it was 0-0 after full time, and I was so glad when any Esther scored that goal. <laughs> I never, I remember, I never saw the the Italy France one when Matarazzi headbutted. No, Zidane, sorry, but Zidane headbutted. Yeah. I don't know where I never saw that one. But I'll see this one. I'll be in Egypt for this one. Um, I, 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 well, I'll be in the park, so I won't get to see it. Again. I, I think 2006 was one of my favourite tournaments, actually, the one in Germany, because I thought the football was fantastic. I mean, the, the best game of that was uh, when Italy beat Germany. That was a fantastic game of football. And of course, it was yes, it, for knocking some... the host out, which was always a, a big shock. But... For some reason, that... the year that uh, Chris Moyle started doing his alternative commentary, I think so, because I know that he went over, uh, and I know that that's maybe slightly away from football, but I really enjoyed his alternative commentary. I hear Scott Mills is doing it oh. this year, and it's not going to be oh. the same. Uh, Chris Moyles and Comedy Dave were brilliant at it. Really, just it was like two guys sitting in a pub. Half watching yeah, the football. That was good. Because I, 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 watch, I watched one of those uh, in, two, in 2010. It was like the England-Ukraine game or something like that. It was a really good game to watch it on. I think it swung a couple of ways. It was like Ukraine took it away at one point and England won it or something along those lines. Uh, but it was, it was actually quite... It was more entertaining than some of the commentary you usually get. But um, the, the 2006 is, is probably one that I remember really well because I was over there for one of the games. I got. Oh, I, cool. Unfortunately, the game I went to was Poland Costa Rica, which was a dead rubber by the time I got to it because Poland and Costa Rica had both lost the first two games. But I Poland won, which was good because that was about a revenge for the the nineteen ninety defeat that Costa Rica gave us, and the, the the first World Cup game I ever remember Scotland won. It's it's weird, but for some reason, like see two thousand and six, I don't remember much about that World Cup, and it's weird, but. 2002 was one in Japan and South Korea, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was an early kick And Sen- Senegal, Senegal beat France in the opening yeah. game. Yeah. And El Hadj Juf came to prominence and then ended up at Liverpool. Right, so we did. Quite yeah. a few of their players moved after right, that. Right, because they were kind of making a Senegal that. 2002 was the one uh, I, just, I was just finishing uni, so I was just, I had a couple of exams in the first few days. And I remember watching Ireland playing Germany in the, the Queen Margaret Union in Glasgow Uni. Uh, and it was one of those games where Germany really should have won more, but just well, it was still one now. Ireland always had this chance, and Robbie Keane scored in like the ninety third minute or something like that to get an equaliser, ah, and the place yeah. erupted. It was fantastic. Was that the one that was the games were first thing in the yeah. morning? There was one that was seven in the morning, and then it went from there. Cause ah, the way yeah. I worked, I, I was I was at uni, but I was working in Sainsbury's, and I was working back shifts mostly, so I managed to see. Almost every game there, it really worked out well the way my shifts were. Whereas nowadays, I'm working nine to five, uh, Monday Friday. That, that would have been terrible. I would have missed almost the whole world. Yeah, Cup. I, I'd have missed it now as well. If, I, the I, I kind of did the similar at the last World Cup because I was in San Francisco for a week. So although the the South African time for here was fine, 
it was like I was missing games because I was still sleeping, and then I was getting up and watching the second game of the day as I was eating my breakfast. <laughs> and I know I knew everyone yeah. back home was like eight hours behind, so it was like evening kickoff kind of thing. Aye, that was I'm like going to miss a lot uh, through Glastonbury this year. They're not showing any of the games. Uh, well, they don't normally. They should maybe show the the England game if they're they're playing, but uh, so that'll be almost a week and uh, no football for me. Oof. That's that's must be what in the World Cup year. <laughs> Uh, yep. Do you remember as well the 2002 World Cup when the, the South Korean boy scored against Italy? Aye, to it, knock him I, out. He played for Perugia to the shack them. Aye, I think I eventually ended up staying or getting told he could stay, but I don't know how long uh, it lasted I think after it lasted that. Six months or something, they moved on. Uh, I quite like watching South Korea. They're always like a team with high energy. I quite liked watching South Korea in that World Cup. I mean, Gus Hadink was a manager at the time, and yeah. like the fever in Korea for the team was just phenomenal. And it's one of these, I, I remember the Korean fans just having this hypnotic chant with <laughs> chanting the country's name the entire time. And they were just, they were brilliant. They were really good value for me. It was almost a shame that they, they there's a the semi-finals they get knocked out and then they conceded the fastest ever World Cup goal to Turkey in the, the third place match. Was it the Pakistan Sukar scored in about 10 seconds? It's oh, countries like that that I, I really enjoy watching at the World Cup because... I, I tend to focus quite a bit on European football and I miss out mm-hmm. on watching countries like that and uh, like South Korea and, and another team, Iran, for example. I'm looking at the World Cup thinking, Iran, who? And I've had to do a wee bit of uh, research to try and work out, are they as bad as I remember back in the day? And, it, well, it reflects badly mm-hmm. on me that uh, I'm stuck in my t- stuck in the, the times, really. But after this World Cup, I'm sure I'll come away thinking that Iran are a... A pretty good side, and they're better, they're better than us if you go by the fact that yeah, yes. we are not. We are not. Yeah, but I like uh, that. It, it opens up my my eyes, and I'm sure other people's eyes at, at teams out with Europe, teams that are traditionally a bit lesser or looked down upon, uh, sometimes incorrect. Well, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you what Iran are like now, but I do know. I, I know Iran played Scotland in '78 and drew with us. And I remember, the one I remember was the 1998 World Cup where Iran played America in a very politically charged oh, thing. That was and Aye, that was and the fact that Iran beat America isn't the thing I remember about that. The, the, the thing I remember about that one was the, uh, the sort of exchange of pennants at the start of the game. And it was like, American had this beach, uh, you can hang this on your mantelpiece thing. And the Iranians had like flowers and teddy bears. And it came out with it was like a <laughs> goodie bag of stuff. I. I... The Iranian player I remember at that World Cup was I think it was Madakiva or something like that. I don't know whether he maybe scored against America, but he was quite a, he was a pretty decent player. But that's the thing you're looking forward to seeing players that you've never seen before and who the new stars yeah. are going to be. Like everyone's always oh, I obviously you want to see Ronaldo and Messi and all that kind of thing, but I mean there'll be folk that you've never ever heard of before that end up having a great tournament. Yeah, well, and can like you make, say the, the Senegalese yeah, in two thousand two was the perfect example because we we started seeing them crop up all over the place. El has just been the, the probably the, the most prominent of those. But yeah, there, uh, there always yeah. seems to be some countries that oh, does something that you don't expect, which is what the World Cup's all about. Looking at my my sticker album, I've been looking at it as I'm not even halfway through it eh, with my stickers, but as I'm going through it, I'm looking at players and it's nice looking going, who's that? And then thinking, I might be looking back in a few weeks' time and thinking, this guy's a player. But now he just is a, a random face to me. Aye. It's a sh- one thing, certainly, but that's true, and it's a shame there's going to be a few players missing out that yeah. kind of 
you feel sorry for Roy's getting injured and was it Friday? I, I had him in my, my dream team for the World Cup. So wasn't happy about that, but I was looking forward to watching Roy's in the World Cup. He always looks really impressive for Dortmund. Um, obviously Falcao missing for Colombia. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the biggest blow because I think the likes of uh, Germany can probably do without Royce and I think France are going to be out with Frank Ribéry. I think they've looked really good so I think they'll probably be alright but I think Colombia are really going to miss Falcao. Yeah, Yeah. I think the group, I think one thing for Colombia though, the group's alright. When you look at that group, that looks the kind of group whereby you're like... "Mm." Any of those, any of them, then yeah. people through. Uh, the, the, the problem I've got is if they get through, they're playing someone for the, the England group. And that's probably aye, one of the they, toughest groups. Aye. Yeah. Yeah. Aye, I'll tell you aye. another that's missing Paralta. Is he not in the squad? Oh, I thought he'd made it. He got injured. Oh, did he? Oh, well. Aye. aye. No, he did make the squad, but he's injured. So aye, I know that's a big loss aye. to the World aye. Cup. It's almost up there with. Uh, Ibrahimovic so there'll be no Scottish League 1 representation at the World Cup this season that's a shame <laughs> well, we've got only got is it three players we've got in the, at the I reckon four and it's all Celtic it four? <laughs> we've got we've got that's... Fraser Forster in the, the England makeup who mm-hmm. probably won't play because Joe Hart will get the play we've got Effie Ambrose in Nigeria we've got Emilio Izaguirre and I had what the other one was, and I forgot who it was. Oh, George Samaras. You can still Agreed. claim. Ah, you can still Samaras. claim. We can claim him in, unless they make the final, aye. in which case it's July. <laughs> well, you'd have, you'd have laughed at that before, but you never know with Greece. Eh? Um, see, in terms of then talking about the kind of teams that were kind of could maybe be an outsider. Who's who's your outsider for the tournament? Now you're asking. See, I, I've got I've heard many people saying Chile. And yeah, I think aye, that's going aye. along the likes of, they've got the likes of Alexis Sanchez in their squad. Obviously at Barcelona. Now, I'm not a huge fan of Alexis Sanchez, to be honest. So maybe that's why I'm not entirely excited about Chile. But I could be wrong. You never know. Aye. My, my team is Uruguay. I think if Uruguay win that group, then they could be the better. In terms of the last World Cup, they got to the semi-final. Uh, the squad's pretty much the same as what it was back then. Certainly starting at 11. And then you've got the likes of Godin, Suarez, Cavani, who are all better than they were four years ago, certainly. They'll be used to the climate as well. And in terms of the draw, if they win their group, they should face one of the teams from Group C with Colombia, Ivory Coast, Greece, and is it Japan, yeah. I think. Um, it's not until the quarterfinals they maybe play. It looks like they could play Spain. Yeah. But I think Spain could be there for taking this tournament. Even even if they lose it, they still they would still play one of the teams. They play whoever wins Group C. So you're still wanting Colombia, Ivory Coast, Greece, Japan, and then after that they'll probably end up against Brazil. Yeah. So you think you're Uruguay was one there. team that they jumped out to me uh, when I was looking until I started looking at the qualification, and it was pretty tight in the, the South American qualification, but it finished Argentina top, then Colombia, Chile, Ecuador, and then Uruguay. And Uruguay must have qualified via a playoff, um, to be honest. I, c- I couldn't tell you who they, they played, but the fact that they only scraped in, uh, it raises question marks for me. It's not um, the fact that Suarez is, is, is he's, he's injured. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the term injured because he is. Mm. And I don't know whether... They're going to rush him back. We've seen that uh, so often before where players are rushed back too soon simply because they're, they're deemed too important and they just can't perform on the big stage. Uh, the fat Ronaldo in the World Cup final, I'm thinking one example where he's, his name, he was too big a name 
to be left yeah. out despite him clearly not being fit. Aye. If Suarez is, is fit and he's at the top of his game, I think he's a good shout for top scorer. Yeah, England did this a few years ago as well. They played with, uh, they took Wayne Rooney even though he was injured. And... Yes. Was that the, the I think they did it with Beckham as well, oh, didn't Beckham they? Beckham had the I can't remember how it worked with him. Aye. Uh, one thing though with Suarez, uh, Uruguay's first game is against Costa Rica. So, if he's going to miss a game, a game you yeah. maybe don't mind so much for him to miss against Costa Rica. As long as he's fit for the kind of games against Italy and England. Um, but I, I think they could they could be a team to... I, um, I, I think a team from South America will win it. I do think I was going to go for the Netherlands. Oh, no. No oh, chance. Out, no chance. They're not, they're not getting out no. of the group. They're not they're, they're out not, the group. they haven't taken anybody to the World Cup. Uh, I think they're, they're going into the, the tournament with a, with a pedigree behind them. And if you look at my predictions for the games during the group stages, I've got them finishing third. Yeah, I've got them finishing third. Right? But, but when I was looking for an outside bet, I think that they're the, the highest placed outsider I can think of that has a chance. They've, I think the fact that they got to the final uh, four years ago, they've, they're missing a lot of the players that they had back then. But I still think if you've been there and done it, I think that's a big it's thing. It's a new squad. I don't. I, I think what you can make the same argument for Holland squad, that you can make for England. There's a lot of the England squad haven't played at any major championship either, and I think that's probably taking a lot of the pressure off them this season or this year because nobody's expecting England to do anything this year, and I think mm-hmm. they might be the surprise team if they can get out of that group. Then anything's possible. So I'm going to write this down. So who are we going for? I'm going for Netherlands. I'm going for Uruguay. But I actually think Uruguay could win the tournament. I don't just see them as an outsider. I see them as a pretty good bet, actually. Oh, I, oh I, this is a an, an each way, if you like, bet that we're discussing here, I think. Uruguay for John. Chris, are you, you mentioned Chile, but you change changing My but... outsider is England. I, I, my own predictions, I don't have them getting out of the group. I think if, if they do get out of the group, then anything's possible. And I think there's always that possibility. Aye, it's funny that, that especially with Roy Hodgson, I'm the same as you. I've not, I've not got them getting out. I've not got Netherlands getting out of the group. Yeah, I'm <laughs> that outside it. I, I've got Uruguay coming out of the group, so we're hedging our bets. I think. Aye, <laughs> but that, that that group though certainly Uruguay, Italy, or England it could be one of those three because Italy have very much changed. Italy have always been known as this kind of defensive-minded side, but this tournament mm-hmm. they kind of get the likes of Balot, obviously Balotelli, but. I think they're known a bit more for how they're kind of going forward. And you can ignore the result against Luxembourg and friendlies and all that. Italy are never good at friendlies. But when it comes to tournaments, generally, they'll be there. They, they find their way through somehow. I don't think they did two, uh, four years ago. I think they popped out in the group stage, what I remember. But I don't think they'll do that again this year. So you're looking at that way, I think. You always, I always think the South Americans are going to have a wee boost because the World Cup's in South America. So I think there's, a, there's always a chance that's going to help Uruguay get out of that group as well, which is why I don't think England will qualify. I think, all things being equal, England are capable of beating Uruguay, especially if there's no Suarez. I looked it up, Uruguay beat uh, Jordan 5-0 in the first leg, and it was 0-0 in the second leg. That's how they get through the playoffs. Oh, Jordan. Aye. Uh, Jordan, I was Harvey playing. back in the day, but she's not that good. No, no, well past her. <laughs> uh, Argentina are the team that have probably got the easiest draw right through. Yeah, I um, uh, I've got them winning it to be honest <laughs> I, I've, I've worked out that they'll probably end up playing Switzerland in the second yeah. round which you would fancy them to beat and then Portugal in the quarters yep. <laughs> um, and then either Uruguay or Spain I think I took Russia in the, in the semis 
Um, but yeah, Argentina. Yeah. I, 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 I reckon Argentina. If Messi can get back to his form before this awful season for Barcelona, that's going to make a big uh, uh, effect on them. However, they still have a fantastic squad, even without Messi. Yeah. When you it look could at be a good season for him coming into the World Cup because perhaps the pressure's off a, a little bit from him because in the last World Cup and uh, we've been talking about oh, the best player in the world by far, he has to do it in the world stage to be truly classed as the, the greatest ever. I don't hear a lot of that. This no, I, I don't hear a lot of that. I think that's all. because he's had so such a quiet season. It, there's, more, there's a lot more pressure yep. on Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Which is a bit unfair because I never think Portugal are that good. And he, he tends to be quiet for them. I think that's maybe what the problem is. If he can have a good tournament, then Portugal will maybe punch above their weight. Yeah. Um, in terms of Argentina, though, as well, it's not even just about Messi. You've got Aguero, who missed parts of like the season in England, so that might keep yeah. him, make him a bit fresher for the tournament. And then you've, but you've, not, you've got Higuain, you've got Lovese. In terms of the striking options, it's pretty impressive. Um, and then also you've got Di Maria feeding them. In terms of, he's been exceptional actually for the Madrid. I thought the second half of the season. Yep, I agree. I agree. Yep. Um, in terms of them defensively, I'm not as sure about them. If Demekalas starts, I wouldn't fancy having him starting and them to win it. But uh, yeah, I think that's where uh, looking as an outsider who perhaps doesn't know a lot about the Argentinian side, it's uh, the defence that, that seems to let it down. But going forward, midfield and attack, you've almost got two teams worth there uh, in the Argentina squad, which definitely makes them stand out. Uh, I, I don't know if I, I don't know, but Brazil's hard to ignore. I think the whole, uh, yeah, the, the, they're a good team to start with. We've seen what they're capable of doing in front of their own crowd, the Confederations Cup last year, because they really yeah. shouldn't have beat Spain, but they did, and they they, they, they uh, beat them. But they, they dominated that game. So I, I think the, the Brazil aspect of being at home is definitely going to be a big factor in this. Ah, uh, yeah, it'd be massive if it was a Brazil Argentina final. That would just be superb. Yeah. And you look at the Brazilian side, and they've got strength in every area. Yeah, really, as opposed to Argentina, where, as I've said before, I, I don't know the, the squad that well. But looking on, uh, it doesn't look as strong. I haven't. I, I think. I think Brazil probably lack goal scoring to be honest because they've got Fred and Hulk <laughs> and these people don't really they don't really for score me. for Brazil in competitive games uh, now it's hard to tell the, whether it's competitive games because Brazil haven't had to qualify but the games they have is you're like, not including Neymar in that Neymar, Neymar <laughs> definitely would. again ne- Neymar does have talent if he can stay on his feet <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I, it's, it's not the likes of Messi and Aguero and everybody else that Argentina's got that's the th- I think that's the difference the big problem for Brazil might be the pressure because they've been here before the 1950 World Cup was supposed to be the one they won at home and they blew it against Uruguay in the final I can't imagine what would happen in Brazil if Argentina made the final and beat them on it mm-hmm. yeah Argentina or Uruguay because it could happen I think one thing about Brazil though, they're kind of very different to past teams in terms of if you look at a Brazil team, the strength is in their defence possibly this time with Thiago Silva and David Luiz is far better for Brazil than he is yeah. for for Chelsea, um, and you've also got Dante as well. Yeah, but I think he really get... plays centre half for Chelsea. Luiz, yeah. he, he often sits just in front of defence, which I quite like him there actually because he, he's somebody who can he can uh, push forward with the ball, which as a, a centre half you, you tend not to want. But I quite like him as a holding midfielder. He did have a phenomenal uh, clearance off the line in the Confederations Cup as well. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see more of that. Who have we all got for top goal scorer then? Aguero. Yeah. I don't. I think Messi's Aguero. more more of a provider for Argentina than he is for a goal scorer. But there's always a chance yeah. he'll make it. But I think Aguero's a good outside bet. But I have also stuck money in Thomas Muller of Germany. Aye, I like Muller. I think I think he'll play up front for them. Do you think so? Oh, see, I yeah. was thinking of closer. Just uh, the, the yeah. romantic in me, I'd like to see closer the record or push for the record at least because they already sto- uh, got the, the headed goal record and I, I just think it's brilliant that he's, he's still there and still pushing. So the romantic in me would put money on closer. I think you'll take part. I don't uh, see him being the, the focal point. I think Miller's going to be the focal point. I think if I was to go for top scorer, and taking into account the, the odds, I would probably go for Suarez. I don't think you need... You don't need to, to win the tournament. I know that, that John says that they've got a good chance of winning, eh, as an outside bet anyway. I don't think you need to win the tournament to be top Being scorer. Thumped. You need no. to just have eh, one, or, one or two really good games. Just play Cameroon. Just play Cameroon. It's, it's a tough group they've got, but I think Suarez, I think on form, I think he could have a good shout. And at 20 to 1, McBookie are offering. I, I think that's attractive. Not as attractive as Thomas Muller, who's 33 to 1, Chris. 33. Uh, that's why. It's, so, it's a good sort of odds on it. Yeah, it's good. He's got a good record for Germany as well. I think he can, he's a big, big game player. Um, see, as an outsider, they might not go that far in the tournament, but just because the group's pretty reasonable. Ed and Deco. Yeah, possibly. Could be a good outside bet. Yeah, and you can get 100 the, some places. You, the big problem with Thomas Muller is he was the top scorer technically last time as well, in 2010, and I don't think anybody has ever actually won it twice in a row. Aye, it was the last tournament, it was like the old... Aye, there was a forum finishing five, but he'd had the most assists or something, Aye. so he won it. But I mean, that, that that's yeah. that's the perfect example. There. Like Thomas Muller was one of the top scorers in South Africa, and he obviously didn't win it, and in 2006, he finished third, and it was closer. And then 1998 was Davos Zucker for Croatia, who finished third. The team who finished third is a good bet, or at least made the third fourth place match, because I've just seen that yep, Solenko yep. shared it with Stoichkov. Aye, 1986 was, was Gary Lineker. Aye, because he got a hat trick against Poland, which my aye. dad still wins a bit. Going back to Stoichkov, remember the, the picture he posted in the, the build-up to the World Cup? He posted a, a screenshot from his iPad of him. It was a picture that was on the FIFA website of him celebrating a goal, I guess, but then one of the tabs in his iPad was for free porn. <laughs> if you remember, somebody put that in the forum. <laughs> that was good. But I, I forgot to mention that McBookie have given us a charity bet for the World Cup. They do it for the, the Premiership season and or, and the, the SPFL, the entire SPFL, actually. But the World Cup, they've given us £10 on an overall winner and £10 bet on a top goal scorer. Oh, they gi- Sorry, carry on. See for the outright winner, are they giving us double the odds? Because <laughs> we've got Scottish addresses. No. <laughs> no, because, because see at the yeah. moment, I got an email from the mail so and you're getting double the odds. <laughs> double, double the odds. That's where I went and put one in Argentina. <laughs> uh, so I'm just wondering about that. Whether I I'm never going. got an email oh. for them. Oh. Oh. Check your, check your yep. junk mail. Uh, I, I got an email earlier. I got so. it earlier today as well. Oh, I don't know. I only asked today if we could get the, the, the charity bets. I don't want to push my luck. <laughs> oh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll just... They're doing that as a bet, so <laughs> I, would th- I would think I would think we'd be getting it. Who are we sticking it on? Who right, so we'll go for the, the outright. 
Who I think we're only doing right. it for Argentina, are we not? I think they could be a good shout. I think that I, th- I, think I would I would sway towards Brazil. Oh. I think if it's two against one, then I'm I'm happy conceding. See, John's sitting in the fence here. I'm thinking Argentina. You're thinking Brazil, and John's sitting in the fence. <laughs> oh, but if, if it's me, I would just stick the money in Uruguay. Just go for the outsider, out- <laughs> big bet. But, uh, no, we're not going for right, Uruguay. We need consensus <laughs> for this one. Oh, I, I, I'd be happy with Argentina to be. Aye, yeah, right. I, I agree. Going forward, I think Argentina's uh, got a strong side. Aye, I've not got much complaints here. So, aye, Argentina's fine. Right. Top goal scorer is going to be difficult. It will be difficult. Yes. Aye. I really think Suarez has got a very good chance. Aye, at twenty to one. But mm. my, only thing about, my only thing about Suarez is I think that that group there won't be many goals. No, in I mean, it. he's missing the game he could get goals against. Um, that would be my only yep. thing then, about well, that. injury could uh, ruin his entire World yep. Cup. It's a risk, which is what's, why he's I, I think it's too risky. What's Neymar's odds? Ten. Oh, is it? That's crap. I thought he'd be because he plays left wing for Brazil. Doesn't even play through the middle. Right, but all the favourites are kind of rubbish. So. Well, rubbish odds. Yep. So we've got Messi eight to one, Neymar ten to one, Higuain. 14 to 1, Aguero 14, Ronaldo 18, Fred 20, and Suarez 20. I could go on, but be here all day. I don't, I, I don't uh, want to say Aguero because then we're just copying the bets I've just put on earlier. Because <laughs> I've got Argentina and Aguero. So, uh... <laughs> where else? I'm trying to think where else. Where do we look? Uh, well, Aguero's a good shout. If we think that Argentina's going to go far, they've got an easy group. And... I've got, in terms of, they could get a few goals in the group. Well, and Messi's. He's, he's proven that he's not a goal scorer in the big tournaments for Argentina. Aye. Just wait till Messi he, scores ten goals this tournament or something. That will yes. come back to haunt you. Yep. Aye, you can you can quote me on that. Aye. I'm happy going with Aguero. I, I don't <laughs> I don't see any reason really not to go. I don't want to go Neymar. That's for sure. I don't want Neymar. I don't want Higuain, Messi, possibly, but he's going to have to. He's, He's going to have to outdo himself. Uh, Ronaldo would, might be a shout. Fred, no. If he's right to go for Aguero, I'm not going to say no. Because I have, I've put my money where my mouth is with that one. So. What do you think, John? What do you think? I well, I'd be happy to take Aguero. I think Muller's a good bet as well, mind you. I do think Thomas Muller's a good B. But if we're going for... I, I, Argentina have got an easy group, I think. So Aguero could get a, maybe four goals in that group and that's him pretty much on his way yeah, and like, other than Ronaldo in 2002 six has been enough to win it since <laughs> Lato in 1974 for Poland he gets seven it was, it was five the last couple so if you're getting four in the group you're, you're well on your way mm-hmm. right so that's so Aguero 14 to one and Argentina 72 we've got ten pound on each of those Magic. courtesy McBookie the good guys at McBookie, despite me giving them only a few hours notice and I told them to hurry up and answer because <laughs> we're doing the podcast tonight. So that was good of them. Aye, but we're getting seven we're getting game. seven to one in Argentina <laughs> with the double the odds. Yeah. But none of, none of that seven to two. They'll be giving us seven they'll give us seven to one. I know they're good right. guys. What I'll do is I'll need to email and find out what's happening because I've not got an email offer with a special deal and I live in Scotland. So <laughs> Check your junk mail. Oh, well, your junk mail, maybe. It's the usual marketing kind of email. So, uh, yeah. I'll I'll check 
uh, and I'll, I'll ask the guy, uh, my contact, and we'll, we'll see what he says because he might offer. <laughs> he might say, "Oh, ah, you're getting this double. Ah, you get that for the charity bet." But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I think it's I think it's really good of them that they're doing it anyway. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, little notice, and well, it's all for charity. Yep. Tell you what, we can some, do something for that. Some big games in the opening weekend anyway. Oh, isn't it half? It's Spain, Spain, Holland on Friday night, and then England and Italy on Saturday night. And of course, uh, yep. England Italy's at eleven o'clock, so they'll be well fully, <laughs> fully tenants for then. Ready to go. Yeah, and of course, we've got the the, the Scottish Football Forum's predictor game is on uh, the forum for the World Cup. Aye. So you oh, better get your predictions in now. You. <laughs> Prize, prizes to be won, a whole lot of fun. There is prizes to be won. It's free to enter if you go to forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk/slash/worldcuppredictor, or just go to the big World Cup predictor button at the top of the screen. And then it's £30 top prize, £10 second prize, free to enter. And there's even a free reminder email that goes out. Aye, I got it it twice. I got it today because I'd only done half my games. Aye. Yes, aye. And there's been a couple of mistakes in the reminder email over the last couple of days, but don't worry, don't worry. Whoever develops it has sorted out the problems. (laughs) I I was a bit annoyed. I made a mistake. (laughs) But aye. I get get joining. Mini leagues are there, just the same as the, the Premiership predictor, really. So you get mini leagues, and there's quite a few people playing it so far. There's 424, so it's proven quite popular. Nice. Aye, that's good, aye. Which is good. It's good. It's pleasing. Uh, I need to hire somebody to put in the scores while I'm at Glastonbury because I don't think I can be trusted <laughs> to put in World Cup scores uh, while I'm there. So I need to hire somebody, maybe pay them. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> well, I think we've, we've covered who we think we're going to win overall, but we'll have a quick run through the groups and see who we think's going to come out of them. We'll start off with uh, Group A, where we've got Brazil, Mexico, Cameroon and Croatia. I'll tell you right now, Croatia are rubbish. You know why I say Croatia are rubbish? Because <laughs> we beat them home and away. Aye. <laughs> Aye. Actually, I, I sat at Hamden and watched them, and the only player that's worth even talking about is Luka Modric. Yeah, see the boy Rakitic at Seville. Oh, overrated. He's overrated. Had a pre- aye. Uh, I think I don't think they'll go through. I think Brazil and Mexico. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think Croatia bottom. Um, I think those. I don't know enough good. about Cameroon to to say really, but I've got Brazil, Mexico finishing quite comfortably, first and second. Right, so we all agree. I, I, well, I mean, the only thing you need to know about Cameroon is we've got Sami Eto. He is still on the squad. He's their captain. He's this. And Alex, Alex, oh, Moore. Alex that old Moore. man. He's still, still Alex, Alex Sord as well. Yeah, for Barcelona. I'm not a, I'm not mm-hmm. a huge fan. You know who else have got? Wandre and Guemo. <laughs> oh, and Guemo. He used to be a Celtic. Group B, Spain and Chile. I reckon so, yes. I, I don't think Holland are getting much out of that in Australia. I've got Ryan McGowan in their team. <laughs> well, what I've, I've put in my predictions and worked out what the, the group would be based on my predictions, and I've got Chile finishing the group with three victories and Spain finishing second, tied on points with Netherlands, but going through on goal. Nah, have you, Sp- have you Spain top in the group ahead of Chile? Aye, I've got Spain to win the group ahead of Chile, but it wouldn't surprise me if Chile finished top in the group. I think Spain Holland's going to be a cracker. That's Friday night. Aye, Is that a five high. o'clock game on Friday? No, oh, it's eight, eight, eight o'clock. Right, eight that's o'clock. fine then. But that's, that's good. That's good. I, was, I wasn't sure if I was getting away from working time. 
We've got the nine o'clock game is the, the opening ceremony with Brazil against Croatia, yeah. and then it goes to five eight, eight, eleven. And there's a two o'clock game on Saturday a... right, going into Sunday, for what I remember. Oh, yes. Ivory Coast against Japan. By the way, that could be, that's one of those games that could be a belter. By the way, right. exactly the ones that you're you're just not too fussed about. You look at Aye. it and you think, oh no, I'll give that a miss. You're right, John. That's but, the ones that you should be watching. But I'm telling you, see my first nil nil of the tournament. It's on. Sunday and it's Switzerland against Ecuador. Aye, you could be right about that. That is my first yeah. now. We'll, we'll, we'll stick with Group C for now though, because we've got Colombia, Ivory Coast, Greece, and Japan. And as much as I want to see Samaras do well with us, I don't think Greece will get out of the group. I think I've got Colombia no. winning the group ahead of Ivory Coast. Yep, I've got that. Same here. Same here. And I don't know much about Japan, I must admit. I don't know. The last I knew about Japan was Nakamura, so that's <laughs> how old my Japanese are. Honda, Honda, got Honda certainly. Yeah, Street Fighter. Uh, no, that's Eddie Honda, Eddie Honda. Um, apart, apart from that, I'm struggling. Oh, Nagatomo, at Inter. Oh yeah. Kagawa. Oh, Kag- aye, Kagawa. Kag- Kagawa. Is he in the squad? Really? Aye, aye, he'll be. Did he even play for Man United? Does he? Aye, he'll be. He played, he played some games. He came with a really good reputation. He did. He should never have moved because it's no worked out. Aye. But well, who knows what will happen next season? I knew you should play him number 10 role. That's where he's best. Yep, yep, it just wasn't really given a chance. I'm interested to see what uh, Van Hal does with him. Unless he punts him. <laughs> uh, okay, Group Aye, D. We've got Italy, Uruguay, England, and Costa Rica. That's my order. <laughs> Aye, Uruguay, World Cup winners, and then Italy. I've got England, then Italy. Oh, boo. <laughs> you get England. Don't, get don't forget Costa Rica. Don't have, you get, have you got England to win the group? Aye, I do. I genuinely do think England and Costa Rica could be out after the first two games because yeah, that's the last so. game they play each other. I think it could be six six zero zero by that point. Yep. Mm, I, I hope I hope that England progress because I like a World Cup where the the media and I say the media when I really mean the English media a. <laughs> uh, are getting are excited about England because it, it adds to the hype of the tournament. No, See when no. England aren't there, it's yeah that there, there is a bit of hype, but it's just not the same. It doesn't feel the same. So no, I want England fine. to progress because well, especially since I'm going to be at Glastonbury and I quite enjoy the buzz of hearing uh, football fans getting excited about their their, their side. I, I can't get excited because we're not there, but I can kind of enjoy join in the excitement. I hope it, it rubs off on me a wee did, bit. Did you see the Honduras oh, friendly they played a couple of nights ago? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just want I just want them knocked out before I go on holiday because I don't want to be on holiday and loads of folk on England tops and then... You'll get that anyway. Get that anyway, but it'll be better if they're all with the England tops and they're not in the tournament anymore. If they're still in the tournament, no, that's just a recipe for disaster. <laughs> uh, Group Hero, France and Switzerland. Yeah, I've got that as well. I, I, I think, I, I know we were asking for dark horses earlier. I think France are another possibility for a dark horse in this. They've looked mm-hmm. really good in the friendlies. Now, you can only tell so much for the friendlies, but then you look at their squad, and it's, there's some pretty good players in there. I mean, the likes Aye, of uh, a... Zero, he's been on form in the friendlies recently. But you've got uh, Remy at QPR, you've got Benzema at Real Madrid, obviously. Uh, Griezmann. Yeah. Pogba, uh, you've, you've, he seems to be the the the, uh, the name that's coming through. He could be Aye. one of the stars of the World Cup, I think. Yeah. Well, I've got Ecuador and then France. What? And uh, 
and the really? group, and then what? Switzerland, then Honduras. I thought about Ecuador going through just because, because it's a South American yeah. team, but yep. Switzerland are pretty tidy defensively. See, Ecuador uh, looked all right the other night when I was watching them in a friendly, uh, playing against England, and it's just a friendly, but I just had a feeling about them. Yeah. So I so, uh, just when I was putting in the scores, that's how it turned out. I, I wouldn't have said that they were going to finish top uh, before I'd put in each individual games game uh, prediction. To be honest, I think it's just because of memories of Switzerland are this dual defensive team, but they're good at it. So I think they could get that mm-hmm. group. I think France will They've actually got... See, Switzerland actually haven't got that bad a side as well. You look at some of their players, like they've got their, pretty much their whole midfield plays for Napoli. They're a good they're team. One of the leading teams in Syria. Oddly, considering uh, what I'm saying, they're defensive. Napoli are quite a good attacking team. Aye. Uh, and they've got Hitzfeld as a coach, so it's just. Yeah. Oh, they've got Wachsteiner. Oh, I'll be interested to see, yeah, yeah. see Wachsteiner when he's not hanging on to Gary Hooper. <laughs> <laughs> it's allowed, Chris. It's allowed. It's allowed. Um, group, group F Argentina and Bosnia. I've got Argentina and Nigeria. No. Argentina and Bosnia. Bosnia are getting quite a quite a lot of hype prior to the tournament. I've got them uh, level on points with Nigeria. Uh, I, I reckon the second place will be tight in that group, but I, I think Nigeria might sneak it. It would be nice to see Nigeria sneak it because I don't think I've got any other uh, African teams getting anywhere near it. And it's always good to watch an African team progressing through the, the knockout stages. Like Ghana, Zigo well, and I, Cameroon. Ivan Coast. Oh yeah, I've got Ivan Coast, haven't I? Well, to be fair, I don't think I... I think when I went on and predicted that neither made it in the second round, so... Maybe I'm biased Jekyll was mentioned for scorer. Yeah. Was he not earlier on? He was, aye. I think it's going to be hard hey, to get goals that group. Though. Bosnia, yeah. Well, 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 actually, that, maybe no, that. because if Iran aren't that good in Nigeria, they've got F.A. Ambrose at the back, it's always a possible way of getting goals. Yeah, I think that's the group we'll see the most goals. Mm. I think most of them will come for Argentina. Yeah, I've got them strolling right. that. Yeah. Three wins, quite emphatic. I reckon so as well. Group G, the Germans, the USA, Portugal and Ghana. That's my order. That's... Oh, Portugal getting I, 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 This is what I was saying to you earlier. I always think Portugal aren't that good and I think Cristiano Ronaldo just disappears in these tournaments. And I wouldn't be surprised if it happens again. Oh, no. And I think Jurgen Klinsmann's got a decent unit in the Americans. And I think that factor against the Germans is going to be entertaining. I'm quite surprised he left out Landon Donovan. Have you seen the size of his belly? Who? Donovan. No, I've seen a picture of him. Oh, he's got a fair yeah. belly. Aye. He doesn't look good at all. He looks like uh, Maradona when he played in USA 94. <laughs> he's just, he's uh, minus the drugs, <laughs> but he's, he's put on a bit of weight. Nah, he's not playing anyway, so it doesn't matter. So it's alright. Aye. Aye, I've got uh, Germany then Portugal. Yeah, Germany then Portugal. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happens, but I, th- I reckon the Americans could have a wee shock here and beat the Portuguese to that second spot. And the final group, Group H: Russia, Belgium, Algeria, Canadian Republic. I reckon that would be the order. And I, I'm not a huge uh, fan of Belgium to be honest. I know everyone's talking about was being dark horse and they'll get this far. And, I, I watched them against Scotland as well, and other than the fact they knew how to turn Grant Hanley, they weren't that impressive. Yeah, I think there's a lot of hype about them. It's overhyped. I think they'll go through, but I think... I think they'll go through because they've they'll got a, a pretty easy group, because I don't rate Algeria or Korean Republic these days. Um, I don't see them as dark horses for the tournament, but as, a, as folk are saying, maybe, maybe in terms of Euro 2016, I, Belgium could be contenders then, but no, that's tournament. Right. 
Yeah, uh, I, I think I've went for Belgium, then Russia, Algeria, yeah, and then South Korea. Yeah. But I would like South Korea to go through because I do. I think they play quite a good. Well, they used to anyway. Kind of play quite a high level of football. They usually, they're always full of energy. Well, they'll have a few players that we know because the likes of Park Ju Young, Key. Arsenal, Key Sung Young. It's uh, let's see these days. Sunderland. Uh, I. It was on loan. Uh, I because we sold them at Swansea. Aye, yeah, it's, it's, it's still a uh, Swansea. Swansea. Uh, He's probably got back to Swansea now unless they buy him. But uh, the footyblog.net's got all the squads in case anybody wants a look and it's uh, listed on there and it's a on. So <laughs> if it's wrong, Blue Scott. Oh, I, I don't want the footy, but I, I like seeing all oh. the squads and all that. Aye. I don't know what order he's used yeah, for. It'd be, uh, be good to see uh, Bouguera for Algeria. There's not many uh, Rangers links at the World Cup. Aye, aye, he's in the squad anyway. I don't know if he starts. Uh, I always heard that he played right back, which is why when he was at centre half for Rangers, he, he went on a kind of diagonal wander and ended up on the right hand side of attack. Uh, so I heard that he, he was played as a, a full back slash wing back for Algeria. So it'll be interesting to see him. Just uh, I'm not got Peralta anymore. Uh, Krabari didn't get called up to the Brazil squad. <laughs> yeah, I think he was close. You should Brazil He was close. He was close because uh, McCoyst brought him on the last game of the season. I think that was his last chance. He'd, everyone thought he disappeared from uh, Planet Football, but no, he came on that last game and he just missed the cut. Just. Sorry. Belgium, Russia, Algeria, South Korea for me, based on my predictions. What's your final? I've, I, you know, I've not looked that far. I've not looked at all the oh. permutations to to really come up with a, a sensible answer other than me giving you two teams that I think are the best teams in the competition. Who's that? Well, I think the, the, the two obvious ones are Brazil and Argentina, the two that I'm, I'm undecided who I would put my money on. But I don't know how that works based on the, the progression through the tournament. Do you know oh, what I mean? Possible. Are they going it's to possible. Meet? It's possible in the final. Yeah. Is it? Aye, that... if they both win their groups. All right, right, okay. Well, well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm I mean, I've, I've planned it out as well. I mean, I've got a second round of Brazil versus Chile, Colombia versus Uruguay, France versus Nigeria, Germany versus Belgium, Spain versus Mexico, Italy versus Ivory Coast, Argentina versus Switzerland, and Russia versus America. How good would Russia versus America be? Oh, yeah, that's why you've got it like that. Oh, I, was, I was only after yeah. I'd worked at the groups and then drew it the second and sort of the quarterfinals and all that, and that's the first thing that stuck out. That's so thumb. I thought, oh, it'd be amazing if that happened. But I mean, yeah, it means Russia need to win their group and America needs to finish second for that to happen, or vice versa, but I don't really see it being vice versa, to be honest. Uh, quarterfinals, Brazil-Uruguay, I repeat the 1950 final. France-Germany, what well, could be a belter as well. Spain-Italy, Argentina-Russia. And then I've got a final four, uh, Brazil versus Germany in the first semi and Spain versus Argentina in the second. I see, I've worked out all the kind of second round and all the way through. I've got Brazil v Chile, Colombia v Italy, Spain v Mexico, Uruguay v Ivory Coast, France v Bosnia, Germany v Russia, Argentina, Switzerland, Belgium, Portugal. Germany versus Russia would be a good one, I know. <laughs> Aye, quarterfinals, France versus Germany, Brazil v Italy, Argentina, Portugal, Spain v Uruguay. And then I think at that point, that's where it could be. You could be anyone there. Um, but my semis, I went for Brazil v Germany and Argentina v Uruguay. Really? That's almost uh, what I've got. I've got Argentina versus Spain. But, 
I still reckon Spain will make the last four. I reckon they'll be fourth, but because I've got a, I've got a Argentina winning it, Brazil losing in the final, Germany winning the third place match against Spain. It's funny that we've not really uh, discussed Spain at length, and yet they're going in as the. the well, there's three tournaments. Now. The stats would say. Okay, so one yeah, Euro 2008, then they won a World Cup in 2010, and one Euro 2012 as well. So you reckon Spain are probably there or thereabouts, and they've still got a phenomenal squad. That's the thing. So yeah, for all that, they have, for uh, all we're saying, they're not exactly as good as you used to be. But still, I mean, you've got Casillas is probably one, probably my favourite goalkeeper at the moment. You've got the likes of Pique and Sergio Ramos and Jordi Alba at the back and midfield of Xabi Alonso and Xavi and Iniesta and up front is Diego Costa, David Villa, Fernando Torres. It's maybe just the fact that Barcelona never had as good a season. I think that's that. But I think th- th- so. This, uh, is, my, this yeah. is my dad's favourite conspiracy theory at the moment is that uh, the Tata Martino being Argentinian was sent to Barcelona to demoralise Spain. <laughs> before this World Cup so that Argentina had a better chance of winning it the bookies still have them at 13-2 third favourite I think that, that so they're not getting no I, I think they're probably right because I, I, with a, a squad that strong in pretty much every area you'd be surprised yeah. if they weren't yeah and, and much as getting to the business end of the as, tournament much as Fernando Torres gets slagged off a lot he's a pretty good tournament football yeah. when it comes to like whether he will start up front, I think he probably will. Um, unless, they go with, unless they go with a false nine. Like Costa is a good bit. If he's fat, that might be a problem. Because obviously yeah. he was empty. Is he getting nine minutes in the Champions League final or something? Aye, there's quite a few players going in that are fitness outs, even Ronaldo for Portugal, in terms of whether he's over his injury. Well, that's the thing you need to remember. is How many games did Atletico Madrid play this season? It must yeah. be nigh on 50 to 60. Plus, the, I mean, they've got quite a few. There's... Uh, You've got Diego Costa, you've got David Villa, you've got Juan Fran. I think that's just about that. Or Koki, he's in the midfield as well. But uh, Barcelona played quite a few games this season. Real Madrid have played a few. So there's a good spine of that team who've played 50 to 60 games this season already. And then they're going to have a World Cup to play in what's going to be quite a hot climate in the middle of June. But then you look at their squad and you you could quite easily pick two sides. Yeah. That, that's the key point though is how many other teams in the World Cup could you go and pick two very good teams out of the, the 23 you've got yeah. I don't yeah. think Andy to be honest I don't know how you'd pick a midfield from that it's just every one of them deserves a, a starting yeah, spot yeah oh, it's scary it's just so strong yeah. I a midfield the Sergio well. Busquets Xabi Alonso Koke Xavi Pedro David Silva Cesc Fabregas Juan Mata and Santi Cazola and Andres Iniesta Wow. <laughs> it's just, yep, yep. And it's not even all out attack either. You've, no. you've got players who can sit deep as well. It's, it's just, it's a superb squad. Yeah, they're, they're just, they're not often mentioned in who's going to win. Yeah. Ah, Germany's another one. Like Germany's midfield options I are agree. pretty yep. awesome. Like you've got Schweinsteiger, Philip Lamb, whether he might play midfield, mm-hmm. Kadira, Cruz, Muller, Dratzler. Uh, who have I forgotten about? Gotza. Uh, yeah, Gotza. Yeah, that's pretty impressive as well. Podolski, who actually plays often out wide for them. Ozil, forget about Ozil. I remember how yep. good Ozil was at the last. If he can find his form again, he kind of faded at Arsenal, which was odd. Um, and yes, Podol- after an initial bit of buzz, yeah. Sure, sure as well. 
Um, I mean, they've got kind of quite a lot of good options. And sure, I think who even played up top for Chelsea uh, in at least one of the games, uh, yeah. but more natural uh, playing midfield. Yeah, but they've got options in terms of like in terms of people maybe playing the false line. They've got a few players that can play there, or they've got closer, you know, an out striker. Yep. Um, yep. Quite interesting as well. A lot of the team, quite a few of the teams are only going with maybe kind of two strikers to the tournament, yes. like two out and out strikers. It's about the present yes. But then it depends what you list as a striker because Spain, Spain yeah. have got Pedro as a midfielder. No, he's not. Aye, no, he's aye, not. Aye. No one I've seen him. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just looking. We're going to have uh, yeah. that odd thing where there's two brothers playing against each other. Because Germany are playing Ghana. The both things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, did I. Um, and modern football with the, the one up top, if you, you go back to, to when we were growing up, uh, if somebody had said to you a 4 5 1, you'd think, oh, defensive. Yeah, but, but 4 5 1 these days is a lot more like 4 3 3. In fact, sometimes it looks more uh, like 2 5 3, depending on what your fullbacks do. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, it's interesting how you get trends in, in world football. That uh, it's probably slightly before my time, but the kind of sweeper role, uh, and then the the sitting midfielder was introduced. Yeah. That's, was, that was, that to me was moving the sweeper was, in front of the defence instead of behind them. Yeah, aye, yeah. front sweeper, aye. Yeah, aye. aye. And then the the two up front changed to to one up top, and then and now we're we're kind of we're kind of three up top, but we don't call it that. Yeah. We, we might play a describe sweeper. it that way. Italy will maybe play with a sweeper. Possibly. They tend to adapt. Sometimes we'll play three at the back. And especially the fact they've got Buffon in goal and then they've got obviously Chiellini and Benucci um, and actually Pizarro. They could play three. They might well play three at the back at times. And I think, I don't know whether Chile still play that 3 1 3 3 3. 3 1 3 3. Just kidding. No, but they. 3 1 3 3 3. You play with 13 40 people. Aye, that's what they're doing. No, but. The last tournament, the last tournament, I'm pretty sure they played three at the back. But it was like one holding put It was a weird formation, but it worked. They were quite an attractive team to watch. And that's that. That's exactly what we want for this World Cup. Good teams to watch. Yep, it's exciting times. I was uh, telling my daughter earlier tonight, saying that uh, you never guess what's happening tomorrow. Tomorrow is the day that I'll be able to say the World Cup starts tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was our response to that? Oh, uh, uh. <laughs> so what age is she then? She's fourteen. Oh, that's plenty. She's, in fact, she's probably past the whole getting excited about World Cup age. Does she even like football? Have you told? No, no let's forget no. it. Probably. What, have you told about uh, the guy from One Direction trying to buy a football club? That might excite her. No, she's not really a fan. No, oh. really a fan of One Direction. You've been no. saved or not? So it was you. It was it was you that went to see them at. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it was me, me and the wife. Yeah, I we went to see them. Aye. Yeah. Uh, they, they were not good. No, uh, nah, it wasn't. They weren't very. Uh, they weren't into the gig as much as I'd hoped they would have been. Uh, I like to see a band that's excited about playing, and they they weren't at all. See, there's only one direction for me, Rio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, 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 I, hope, I hope all the stadiums are finished, eh? Nah, there was a news item tonight which suggested they pretty much are now. It's, it's sort of periphery stuff going on, they're just finishing off. So uh, hopefully we're all good to go for Thursday night's big match. And then three games a day. <laughs> Aye, it's oh, it's great. It's like the, it's the, one of the best times of year. In fact, it's one of the best times of four years. It's just every yeah. day, football, football, football. You're almost glad for yep, that wee break after the group stages. Just you get, you get oh a day. No, no, you no. just one day and then it's back into the second phase. 
I just, I, I, I actually feel quite sad when that happens. Three's good for me. I just, I just find that it's just, it's a bit, a bit depressing when it, it moves to two games, and then see when, you, when you have the, the couple of days off. Oh no, oh no, the war games on <laughs> yeah. today. Oh, nothing's on today. What? Well, it's tomorrow on oh, nothing. Oh no, that's like, it's like worse than the, the normal season. No, the, the break between the group stage and the second round is fine because it's one day and you've just been, you've had three games a day for ages, or in some cases four day, four a day. And then you get one day and then you're into the second round and you get more games. And then there's a break between the second and the quarterfinal that lasts more than a day. And it's like, no, <laughs> it's oh, nearly see, done. Because <laughs> you know there's only I'm like quite... about 10 games left in the tournament after that. Yep. See, I'm pleased about the break between the second round and the quarterfinal because I fly out on the day of the break, one of the days of the break. So I don't miss any football. Oh, I see, that's timing. That's, that's, oh, that's, 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 that's good timing. That's how you book your holidays. I'd like to say that was done intentionally, but no, it's just by chance. Yep. I'm lucky. I don't have any holidays this year, so I'll just be, I'll be free to watch the football, except when the wee man cries, <laughs> and they'll have to deal with the baby. <laughs> I'm sure you can sort it out that you can you can deal with that while watching the football. It's, it's all right because the five o'clock game you'll be awake, and then the eight o'clock game he'll be in his bed, and then I'll feed him before the eleven o'clock game. Got it all works. As long as he sticks to that wee schedule, I'll be happy. And if a baby ever sticks to that schedule for that length of time, I'll be amazed. <laughs> You can all you can always tape the games on uh, on your uh, Sky Plus. Oh, I, I hate and then not... just watch it if you have to get up oh, in the middle no, of the night. That, 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 I, hate, I hate watching if... games when it's wet, delayed, and I like to know what's yeah. happening there and then. I know there's obviously a satellite delay, so I'm always a few seconds behind anyway. But I'm, I can my mind can kind of comprehend that because <laughs> everybody else <laughs> in, that, in this country is exactly the same. I just don't want to get. You're drawn into checking Twitter or Scottish football forums and you'll get it ruined for you. That's it. Catch the offline. I'm hoping at my work, we've got a couple of uh, monitors above our our desks, our bank of desks, and the monitors are there for uh, performance uh, systems and so on. I'm hoping that we can get one of those hooked up so we can get the the World Cup highlights on during the day just to get the buzz because the 11 o'clock game is quite late. Yeah, you can I'm sure many will stay up to watch the first half, but then if you're talking about staying up that late, oof, I'm up at the back of six. I don't know if I could handle that very often. I know if you want them exactly the same. <laughs> I might I might watch that one in bed or something and just watch like, maybe the first half and go to sleep. Oh, for me I'll need to sleep on the couch if I'm doing that. <laughs> might be an option though. Bed or sleeper. So who's oh, the spare room? <laughs> spare room got well, I thought you had a, I thought you had a mistress there who, who liked the football. <laughs> no, I thought I have a wife that likes the football. <laughs> no, I don't. Doesn't like the football at all. I think that's us for this uh, first of uh, several, hopefully, uh, World Cup podcasts because we're thinking of coming back after the group stages and talking about what we've seen and what we've still to come. So. Uh, for now, I'll just say thanks for listening, and uh, thanks for coming on, guys. Aye, Aye, th- thanks a lot for, for having me on as a special guest. It's always, it's always good to have the, the, the founder of Scottish Football Forums on. Which is usually his own podcast. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, I can appear at some point in the future. I, uh, as I mentioned, I've got Glastonbury and Tina Park coming up, so it might not be possible, but hopefully, uh-huh. I can. We'll see what we can fit in. Cheers, right. then. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.